Hi, welcome back to Down in the Lounge. I'm your host, Nick Messer. Unfortunately, today, Ben was not able to make it in with us, but we do have a very special guest today that we are very excited to bring to you. And I got to admit, we worked very hard to bring this interview with you. Uh, we had a uh, bump in the road after bump in the road, so I'm, I'm glad that we were finally able to get this to work. But to tell you who she is, she is a mother of four. Uh, she has children ages 15, 14, 11, and 9. She first started competing in uh, in the OCB. Her first show was for Women's Bikini back in September 10th of 2016. And as we record this today, this is her three-year anniversary. And in that show, she placed second, but her very first show. She then competed three more times before going pro just one year later. And this year alone, she took two competitions with the MPC, and she took home her first place in masters in august she is a certified personal trainer through ncep and she is currently taking clients locally at american family fitness in midlothian virginia audience please welcome dawn granger to the show thank you for coming on thank you so much for having me i'm super excited to be here this like i said you know we i mean how many times we've been trying to get you on here for about a month now and it's been <laughs> one little thing after the next mainly on our end um, and, but I also know you've got a super busy schedule just being a, a, a mom with four children and you know, a job. I mean, it's just got to be crazy on your end with competitions and prep and everything, too. Absolutely. It gets, it gets a little bit hectic, and we've been running here and there and trying to organize schedules. We have, I have, like, I, like you said, I have four, and um, they're active in sports, Boy Scouts, softball. We do soccer. So, And then on my end, I'm doing the gym while they're at school, and so it's it's a it's a pretty hectic schedule. Yeah, it sounds like it, just to say the least. And then you start throwing in contest prep, um, you know, reverse dieting after the fact, and then of course getting ready for show and traveling. I just can't even imagine everything you've got going on your plate and how you handle it. Absolutely, I just take it day by day and do my best with what I've got. Um, sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. I usually will throw my gym bag in my car and. When I have time to stop in and go, that's when I go. I don't have any kind of a set schedule for lifting or anything like that. I know what I need to get in each day, and I just try and make it happen the best that I can. Well, being that you live all the way in Virginia, this is actually our very first episode where we are doing a uh, remote interview. Um, so that's why there's probably, for you audience members, that's why there's going to be a little bit of a sound discrepancy between um, Don's volume and mine. Um, but I'll do the best that I can in the in the post show editing to try and and bring that closer together for you guys. So, um, Don, as I as we were talking kind of in the pre show, um, you know, this is going to be part of our pregnancy series that was requested by our listeners to really kind of just paint the picture of what it's like during and after pregnancy to incorporate fitness and nutrition into. Um, into those time frames so that the so that the mother and child um, can have the the best chance of health and success in life. So when I was going through and and kind of connecting with people on Instagram, as I mentioned to you, what really stood out to me about you was the fact first and foremost that you had four children. Um, you know, I don't know how many of our listeners have multiple children um, if they're you know going into their first pregnancy. Um, but I don't know, you know, a, a vast majority that have, you know, more than three or four, right? So yeah. um, when when we were talking, why don't you kind of share 
your story with our listeners as far as, you know, when you started incorporating fitness into, into your life? I had, um, I've always, I've always been fairly athletic, like growing up and stuff like that. I'd always played like softball. I was involved in swimming, diving, the whole nine yards, any kind of sport I could play. I would always get involved in it. Went to college on a full ride softball scholarship. And, um, not long after I ended up having my oldest son. Um, I, my first two, my first two children that I had, I had bounced back pretty quickly. Um, I didn't know much about, as far as the lifting end goes, I didn't know much about like the lifting part of it. Um, so I didn't stay as active as I probably should have when I was pregnant with both of them. Um, I really started gaining a lot of weight with my third and fourth pregnancy, um, my pregnancies, both of them. And after that, I, like my metabolism totally shifted. I completely was, I was completely depressed actually, to be honest with you. Um, I went through a whole bout where I couldn't, um, I was just exhausted all the time. I couldn't keep up with my kids. I was just so frustrated. And, um, there came a time where we drove by the gym and I was like, damn, you know, I really want to lose all of this weight, but I just don't have the energy to do it. And how am I supposed to do it? And I didn't want to feel selfish because it was something for me, but I knew I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a difference for my kids sake, not only for mine, but for their sake as well. And so, um, one day we were on our way to, I think it was actually to the store and we drove by that gym again. And I was like, you know what guys, we're stopping. And I went into the gym and I signed up and I started in with a trainer, Jared Mason, and it was just the rest was history. We, um, we just kind of took off and then ended up starting and competing actually. Um, it pushed me that much further and that much harder, but, um, I just knew I needed to make that change, not just for me, but for them as well. And it actually helped out because they were able to, um, they actually like going to the kids zone and playing there. So they pushed me some days when I didn't feel like I wanted to go. They're like, mom, we really want to go and play and hang out with our friends over the kids zone. And so they actually pushed me even harder to get in there and go every day. So that's, that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> kind of a built in support system for you, huh? Yeah, it really was. I wasn't sure how they were going to take to it. Um, I, you know, like I said, I didn't want to feel selfish for doing something for me. It was a, almost a guilt trip to get over um, because being a single mom of four, I'm, I was all about my kids, you know, it was everything for them. I'm supposed to be devoting my life to them and, and helping them become the best people that they can be. And um, I, I really did. It took me a long time to get over that guilt feeling for doing something for myself, but once I realized that it wasn't just necessarily for me, that it was for them too, because I couldn't keep up. They would go outside and play, and I would be two steps, three steps behind them because I was so exhausted and overweight, I couldn't keep up. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've heard that from um, both mothers and fathers that that would, has been like the the straw that broke the camel's back was, you know, not being able to keep up with their children. Um, obviously not just cleaning up after them, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. being able to really enjoy those moments uh, and, and share those memories with them. So for you, it sounds like it was a, almost a, a cold turkey thing. I mean, you had been thinking about it, but once you said, I'm going to do it, it sounds like 
there wasn't really any reservations after that. No, there really wasn't. When I went in, I went in and I signed up at the gym and that was it. I, I was 100% devoted. I had talked to the kids for at, uh, probably about a month before I actually signed up. I talked to them back and forth and, and got their input and, so, and opinions back and forth with them. Um, and they were all for it. I just had to get over that mental block that it was okay to do something for me. Um, I know I've talked to a lot of moms and they felt the same way. You kind of just do everything for your kids all the time and you don't take time out of your day to do something for you. Well, no, it sounds like not only you have that support system, but you, you, I mean, your children see what is best for you and they want it as well. And that's always a good thing to see reciprocated back. Oh yeah. And they'll get in there and they love to lift too. My daughter's even starting to mention wanting to compete now. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, and really she's, cool. she's how old? She is 11. She's my 11 year old. Oh, she's got some time ahead of her. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's got plenty of time, but they will, all of them will get there in the gym and start lifting and even do some stuff at home with me. And they, many of them go, um, we'll go out for during competition. I think I had to run, I'd run 45 minutes to an hour and they'll ride their bikes and get out and go and run the road with me. So wow. it was, it was time for them to get out and go too. So that's great bonding moments too. It was, it was a lot of fun. They kept pushing me. They're like, mama, mom, you got to go faster. You got to keep up with the bike. I'm like, I, can't <laughs> run, I can't run that fast. <laughs> I, I'm superwoman, but I'm not uh, superwoman. Not that super. <laughs> they did. Well, so I want to kind of go back in time, if you will. Let's talk about your, you mentioned your first and second pregnancy. Um, You were still relatively active and it was your third and fourth that was, um, uh, of the four were less physically active. You know, you mentioned you were going through a depression. So it sounds like as far as the physical toll on the body, the third and fourth ones um, even if you just isolate them and don't say, well, I already had two before, but just the pregnancy itself, it sounds like those circumstances were more rough on you than your first two. Is that correct? Yeah, I think, I, I think overall, those were my two hardest pregnancies. I'm not sure if it was just because my body or, um, what all contributed to that. Um, I know I had a lot of external stressors with a lot of it, but um, yeah, when my first two, my body bounced back pretty quickly. I didn't really, I mean, I've always been fairly active, like I had said before, but, um, with those last two, I had gained so much weight and it just put a lot of stress on my legs, my hips, my knees. So it gave me a lot of trouble. Um, and it was really hard to bounce back after those last two, the first ones, of course they were, I mean, it always takes a toll on your body, any kind of pregnancy whatsoever. Um, but I was able to balance back a little bit faster with the first two opposed to the last two. Taking away the depression, um, and I don't want to, by any means for any of our listeners, I'm not downplaying this because depression, I mean, chemically, emotionally, it's just, there's so many things that, um, that plays into and ties into. But if we take that out of the picture, just for a moment, since we are talking about fitness and nutrition, um, when I'm referring to those, I'm, I'm primarily talking about obviously what you eat, but also the physical activity that you partake in. What were the differences for you in your first two versus the third and the fourth? 
to be honest with you, I really didn't do anything differently um, outside of like foods that I ate or um, like activity levels or anything like that. I know my last two, I wasn't able to get out and walk as, because I was, I did have so much weight on me. Um, it was really hard for me to get out and move around towards the later months in the pregnancy because my feet would swell up huge and um, I was just struggling. Um, but as far as nutrition and stuff like that, I never, I, before I started competing, I never really watched what I ate. Um, I was one of those, um, uh, stereotypical, um, people who believe that the less you eat, that the better off you're going to be and you're going to lose weight and you're going to do this. And I, um, I didn't know the first thing about nutrition, to be honest with you. When I started in, I had no clue. Um, what all contained proteins, I, I didn't know what contained carbs, I didn't know what contained fats, so I mean I never really knew the science behind all of it before I started in at the gym. So it, it sounds like you, as you were going, your mentality originally was, you know, don't eat as much because, you know, fat people eat, eat a lot of food and it had literally nothing to do about, you know, the context of what they were eating, it was more of um, you know, well, the more equals more body fat, less equals less. And I don't want to be fat type thing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I would, I would try and eat as little as possible and, um, stay and stay away from like, of course, the processed foods, but, um, like eat salads and things like that, like the healthier foods that I thought were good for me. Um, and I didn't really understand what I was doing to my body until I started in the gym. It's interesting how when we start to learn those things, uh, it almost becomes like second nature. You no longer think about when you look at food, it's just automatic. You just recognize what food is and what it's not. It really does. Once it once it clicks, you just know. You're like You know what you're supposed to eat. You know what your body needs. And so when people start asking me about diet and this and that, I actually have to stop and, and think about, okay, well, how do I explain this? Because I know how it goes, but how do I explain it to somebody else? Right, so, you almost yeah. got to go back to what it was like when you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it really is because I had no idea. When I started in at the gym, I had no clue anything about the diet. I didn't know what I was doing as far as building muscle, lifting, losing the weight. I just knew I needed to do it. <laughs> Somebody needed to help me because I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. So you mentioned a couple times now that uh, you had more weight on you in your third and fourth pregnancy than you did in your first two. Yes. I've heard that correct. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Was that weight that you put on in between your second and third pregnancy, as in you were going into your third pregnancy with more weight, or did you just happen to put on more weight during the pregnancy than you did the other two? Um, overall, I had never – well, my first two I did get down – pretty close to my starting weight. Um, but after this, the third and the fourth, in between there, I had put on quite a bit of weight because I just continued on eating what I was eating when I was pregnant. And then the weight just continued to come, like get pack on more and more and more. And then I ended up getting pregnant with my fourth child. And then it, it continued. So it was kind of like over time between the third and the fourth, and then even after my fourth, I still continued with the bad habits and eating out and fast foods and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I got I got into a really bad place and I was really disgusted with myself. I didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't, I, I was just, had had it. I was like, okay, 
got to make a change because I just I'm I'm to that point where I don't even like to um, see myself in the mirror. I just wanted to make a change. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. You know, I've got to give you kudos. Um, after seeing your transformation photos, you, you know, when we were talking, you were like, you're not going to recognize me. And, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And, but no, like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so major kudos on, 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 you know, making the decision, sticking through it um, on top of, you know, competing and placing and all of that. Um, just choosing to lead a fit life, not only for yourself, but to lead as, a, as an example. That's just that's inspiring and it's motivating. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I had started, um, I had started in on my social media account because I knew there were other moms and other people out there that, um, that had to have been going through what I was. You know, I didn't, I I didn't know for sure, but I wanted to make sure that people out there knew that if I can do something like this, I'm I'm a single mom of four. I've gotten out there. I've worked hard. I've learned the stuff. If I can do something like this and I'm just a small town country girl from Colorado. (laughs) So if I can do something like this, anybody can do something like this. How long was it after your, after your fourth pregnancy before you got in the gym? You said it was a matter of how many years? Um, I, after my last one, I want to say it was probably, so he had to have been around two or three when I first started going to the gym. So three years post-pregnancy for the fourth one. And you, you've started, obviously your children are old enough to have conversations with because you were, you know, bouncing the idea back and forth with them at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it How had to have been 2015 feel? that I had. Um, okay. 2015 that I had started back in the gym because it was about a year before my first show. So, okay, so that would that would have put. It would have uh, been four or five years. After. Four or five years. Okay. okay. So in 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 the the four or five years following your your final pregnancy, um, did anything change for you? as far as how you felt or did you kind of stay in that mental place of the, the depression that you were feeling and, and, and was that related to your physical state or were there other things that were playing a part of that? Um, overall, uh, yeah, I had been in some rough relationships and what went on because I'm a single mom. Um, but overall, it was more or less the postpartum depression part that really got me. Um, I know a lot of moms out there go through it, and I, I did as well. And I kind of just never came out of it. I would, I guess, kind of eat to, I guess, stress eating, basically. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's kind of how it went. And um, food became a crutch for me. And that is where a lot of my weight gain continued after the pregnancy. I never started the running or walking back into the gym. You know, I tried to do the video, um, the video workouts like tap out or P90X. And I tried, yeah. yeah, I tried to do that kind of stuff at home. But when you have little ones at home, sometimes it's really hard. And being on my own, it was really hard for me to find any kind of time. Um, to do videos like that. I actually had tried and tried and tried, but um, it just wasn't coming off and I knew I needed to get 
I knew I needed to get into a gym and get somebody to help me and show me what I needed to do to become better. Doing home video workouts are difficult for most people regardless. And then you start adding in, yeah, kids, you know, other family members, but just having the discipline to get home, especially if you don't work from home, um, get home and not immediately rest or wake up early and do it. Like, you know, I know some people who, you know, live in like, you know, New York lofts and they're very small and they got to move furniture to do it. I'm like, that's a whole other level of discipline. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So going to the gym, it sounds like the environment was one of the big catalysts and, and the staple points for you to continue through. Is that correct? Absolutely. It gave me about an hour to an hour and a half of time where I could just strictly focus on building the muscle, losing the weight, doing what I needed to do and learning as much as I possibly could learn about what I can do to better myself. Um, I do work as a 911 dispatcher as well. So that's also a good vent space for me um, to kind of blow off some steam as well. So that, that's helped me there too. At what point did you start making a change in your nutrition? Was it at the same time as going back to the gym or was there a time difference there? Um, I, as far as the nutrition part of it, it took me some time to learn, um, what to eat and what each food was made up of like proteins, carbs, fats, different things like that. So, um, it took me about six months or so to actually learn the whole process about what I should be eating. Um, my trainer had went over like the amount I needed to be eating, which I was blown away because I was like, how am I supposed to eat this much and still lose weight? I mean, what? <laughs> so it was, it was a struggle, a mental struggle sometimes for me too, because you're eating a lot more food than what you're used to because your mind's thinking, okay, well, I shouldn't be eating this much food. I'm going to gain weight, but it's the quality of food that you eat. And that took a little bit for me to learn. Um, once I got it, once I learned it, it was, it, it, I mean, it's second nature now. It's, it's, I mean, you just go in and you just go, you get what you need to get and go on. But um, yeah, it took me about a good six, probably about a good six months to, um, learn everything about nutrition and I'm still learning. I don't, and by far, I don't know all there is to know about nutrition, but it's, it's a pretty neat process. So let me ask you this prior to making the nutrition adjustment, um, you know, during the pregnancies, you know, even after, were you a fast food and frozen food, um, type eater or would you say you were still eating, you know, kind of homemade meals, but you were rationing or portioning them out so small because you were afraid to eat too much? It was actually kind of a mixture of both with all with having all the kids and stuff in sports and we were always on the go. There's a lot of times that I didn't have time to get from work to go home and cook and grab the kids from the schools and it just juggling it all became became a struggle for me. So um, a lot of times we would stop in at any of the local fast food restaurants and grab what we needed to get, go, grab what we needed to have and then just go. Um, but I mean, on my days off and stuff like that, I would definitely cook at home, but I would cook differently. I would, I would get them cook differently as far as food goes for them, for the kids. And I would just do a salad, which I mean, salad nutritionally, as far as 
building muscle and um, and losing the weight wouldn't have cut it. I mean, if I would have known what I know now, that wouldn't have been enough for me. But right, unless you start adding stuff in that you right. know, can make it a more robust salad, but the traditional Absolutely. side salad that you get when you go out to eat dinner, if that's all you're having. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I would do. I would just grab a salad and go thinking that, oh, well, this is the healthy way to go, and it, it was far from it. I was doing well, the wrong thing. And then thing. the one times you get the iceberg lettuce, which have no yes. nutritional value whatsoever. Water. <laughs> yeah, it's just water, green water. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, I hear that a lot from, from people when they first get started eating right, it is always, man, I didn't realize how much, you know, I, I need to be eating. And it's like, well, here's the thing is that, you know, yes, the quantity of food is more, but what I find is, is it's either one of two reasons as to why you're not losing, you know, body fat is either you're not eating enough and your body is literally in a state of complete starvation. And yeah. so it's hoarding everything. It's just trashed its metabolism or you're eating very calorie dense, nutrient sparse foods that don't take up a lot of actual space on a plate, like desserts and things, and, or, you know, or even, you know, McDonald's or whatnot, where they're just jam packed with calories. And so you sit down and you have one meal and it's over a thousand calories and you do this like, you know, two or three times a day. And then we go and tell someone like you, hey, you need to be eating you know, 1700 calories or 2000 calories. And this is what it looks like with actual healthy food. And you go, what? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It, and at first, when I first started, it was a ton of food. I'm like, how in the world am I supposed to eat all this food? And now it's like, oh, okay. I understand. So I've, I've broken it up into five or six small meals throughout the day. And that is what is the key for me. Um, to the weight loss. one of the big keys is you got to don't sleep like 12 hours in a day you have yeah. to be awake long enough to actually yeah. be, you know eat digest eat digest absolutely but that i think that's another tough one too sometimes you know people go through depression and a lot of the times um what i hear and i've you know i've had my bouts with this but i don't i don't try and um compare any anybody's depression because everyone's is very personal um but the way i would deal with it is i just want to sleep and so i was always you know i think sometimes for people there are a lot of people who deal with it and they don't know that they're dealing with it and the way i could always tell when i would go through a bout of it is if i wanted to be asleep more than i wanted to be awake i wasn't ready to handle life i was in depression right absolutely and that is, that's a horrible way to take care of your body, obviously, because you're not awake to uh, feed it and, and nourish it, but you're not even putting in any effort into the, the fitness, right? So it, it's this snowball effect, and then you, you lose out on the endorphins and, you know, the dopamine and the cortisol, all the, you know, all the chemicals that are flowing around that you get from feeling good in your body operating fine, and it just becomes this perpetuating feedback loop. It does. It does. Let me ask you this, in regards to yours, and I don't want to get too personal into more of the cause of it, but I want to talk about, you know, your your journey out of your depression. Would you mind sharing with us what that was like, what the specific experience was for you and what kind of um, helped pull you through as your anchor? Actually, my kids have always been my motivation and my reason why. Um, on my story, on my Instagram, um, I talk about never lose your reason why. 
um, and they have always been my reason why I've started. Um, the fitness journey and everything that I do has kind of revolved around them. Um, so I've, I've always kept them very, very close and close to what I'm doing and always, all of my decisions and stuff has kind of revolved around them. Um, as far as the, the path out of the depression, um, I just, I kept focused every day. Okay. I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my kids. I've got, I've got to stay with it. Um, and I just kept going every single day. I just took it day by day. Um, the more weight that I lost, the better I felt. And the more I learned about the nutrition aspect of it, the better I felt because the better my nutrition was, the more energy I had, the more energy I had, the more time I was able, quality time I was able to spend with my kids. And that took a huge, a huge leap for me, um, to pull myself out of it. Um, it, it was, I think I had started in, when I first started in, in the gym, I had stopped in and I signed up for, um, a gym membership for a year and um, sign the kids up and everything like that so they could go to the kids zone and then um, they give you a membership card um, which are for a personal trainer like you get a free um, a free session with a personal trainer and you fill out all your information and you're able to go and sit down with a personal trainer well I happened to, I filled out the card and I was like okay I just need to learn as much as I possibly can on what I need to do because um, I knew I wasn't doing anything right <laughs> at that point I'm way off track and so I turned in the card and the next day I believe he had sent me a message and by that time I was already in my own head and I was thinking nope I'm not gonna I don't want to spend the money on it I, I can't I'm doing this for my kids and I'm just gonna try and do it on my own so I didn't I never responded like, okay I'm not gonna talk to anybody <laughs> you know I didn't want to say anything um, and we joke about it now but um it took me a good two weeks and I finally was driving by the gym again and I'm like, okay, I'm going to send him a message and I'm going to say, I'm here and if you can fit me in your schedule, then fit me in your schedule. And so I literally pulled into the parking lot of the gym and sent him the message and I'm like, I'm here at the gym and I'm finally got up enough courage to get in here and do this are you available and he actually happened to be available that day and um he was like yes come in and um we'll sit down we'll go over all your goals and we'll go from there and i was like well i'm here already <laughs> and he's like what so it was it's kind of an ongoing joke now because i was literally sitting in the parking lot um but i went in and we got started and he's actually walked me through he had helped me out a ton um, understanding fitness, understanding nutrition, um, understanding what I needed to do and what I needed to go through. So, yeah, he's he's actually followed with me through all, through all of my competitions and stuff like that. He's been there, Jared Mason. So it's been great. You know, they say that in order to really truly invest the best into your children you have to first make sure that you're well taken care of. It's the old lifeguard analogy that if you're trying to rescue someone and you're in you know rocky waves, let's say you're near a pier and the wave is about to push you into the pier, you put the victim in between yourself and you because they can't save themselves. And if you're knocked out, they can't save either of you and you're both down. So mm -hmm. I hear oftentimes where parents 
put their kids so much in front of them that they forget to take care of themselves. And then what ends up happening is that because they're not taking care of themselves, they're not able to lead by example. And it just, it ends up kind of snowball affecting, you know, down the road. And it sounds like what happened with you is you made the decision, okay, as, as guilty as I feel about it, because I should be quote unquote, putting my children first, the moment you started putting yourself first in that aspect, it allowed you to continue to put your children first in other areas and allow them to join you through this, which made it a far better investment than had you held that money back and went and got them some toys or gifts or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It did. I didn't see it initially, but absolutely because I was taking the time that I couldn't go out and play. I was taking one hour out of the day, an hour to an hour and a half out of the day to get into the gym and get as much done as I possibly could. And that's where I left it. It was there. It was done. It was done for the rest of the day. My energy levels were up so we could go to the park and play. We could go and do sports and play. We'd go out in the yard and do whatever. So I had so much more time um, that I was able to put in after I started in with the gym and after I started in with this fitness journey opposed to before where I would could barely get off the couch because I was so tired. I was just, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to do anything. And finally, once I made that change and once I realized how much being in shape and getting my life together had, um, within fitness, had um, helped with my kids and, and their activity levels, it, it was a no-brainer at that point. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> why not? Well, I just didn't see it at first. It sounds like you from the get-go had a very healthy relationship and boundary with fitness. You know, this is my time. I'm going to dedicate to it. I'm going to get everything I can. I'm going to leave it on the field. And then that's it. I'm not going to carry it over into other areas and feel guilty that I didn't get this done or I didn't get that done. I gave it my time. I gave it my all during that time. And then now the rest of the time is for me to enjoy the other aspects of my life while not going off the deep end with my nutrition. Yes, absolutely. I'm able to meal prep. They actually get in and they'll all meal prep with me. <laughs> it's become a family <laughs> event. Um, but they know when I'm doing competitions and they actually love going and going to the competitions. They like going to the vendors and stuff and, and sampling everything. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you what, if y'all cool. decide, if you decide to compete in the Europa games or anything down in Texas and they all come down, definitely hit us up. We'll make sure that we meet up with y'all. We'd love to meet the kids and, and say hi and everything, get some photos taken and everything. Absolutely. That would be awesome. They would they would have a blast with that one. You know, one thing I wanted to kind of reach back in the episode here, you, you mentioned, you know, a few times about you were not happy with your weight. You were you were not satisfied. Your, your self-image was down. I think the old saying of fat and happy has really just gone out the window. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I really don't know many people that say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, overweight or, you know, I'm clinically obese and I am just ecstatic. Not at all. There's yeah, that statement's way far off. <laughs> you know, definitely and I would say probably the ones that, that do happen. might be putting a false face on, um, oh, yeah. you know, if you really got them, you know, open and exposed and, and, and trusting, they would probably share with you that they don't feel that way. And I think a lot of it is because of where we've come at with science nowadays is, you know, we are now aware that that amount of body fat is not healthy back in, you know, the middle ages and things like that. Or I think it was like, you know, 1500s or 1600s when they act, that phrase was actually coined. That meant you were wealthy because you weren't 
working out in the fields. You know, right. you were you were the elite fat cats per se. Right. Um, now we understand what it means to have a healthy, fit life. Um, let me ask you this. I think one of the, the other concerns that I have is I watch um, competitors, especially women um, in, in bodybuilding, whether they, you know, compete in, in bikini or physique or figure um, is, is body dysmorphia. I think that's how you say it. Um, mm -hmm. But they're never, they're never lean enough. They're never good enough. And they, they kind of, get the other direction of unhealthy with fitness where they keep chasing that 2% body fat or, you know, trying to live the stage life 24 seven being that you've gone into now six, seven shows and have gone in and out of stage leanness and back out, you know, do you think it's even realistic for someone to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to look like I do on stage 24, seven, 365. I will say this from a personal standpoint, because I do struggle with that. And I know there's many, many girls that do um, probably guys too. Um, but mostly the people that I've talked to were the girls that have, um, that have went through it. Um, body dysmorphia is a very, very real thing, especially after shows, because you're like, Oh, I've got, I'm completely shredded. I really love this look. I want to hang on to it. And realistically, it's not healthy. Healthy, okay, for a short period of time, but over a long period of time, your body can't handle that kind of low body fat. It needs some cushioning on you to build that muscle, to be able to feed the muscle to get to get bigger. So, yeah, Body dysmorphia post-show is a very real thing. I know I went through it this last one. I was like, oh, man, I'm gaining weight. I'm losing all my shreds. I'm just upset. <laughs> I don't want to do this. But it, you know you've got to keep in the back of your mind, this is going to come off. You've done it how many times now? Six or seven shows now. And you know that it's going to come off. So that's something that you always have to keep telling yourself. You know how to get it off. It's going to be fine. Um, my, I know after my first, my very first show, I had put on a bunch of weight and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't come off? And what if it doesn't, what if it just stays? But then again, I did another show and I'm like, I put okay. on cement, not body fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so worried that this was never going to go away again because you worked so hard to get it off. And after being so overweight, I was like, what in the world? I, I, I don't know if this is really going to come off again or what of course it is i mean you've just got to stick with it and take each day as it comes and you know that it's going to be able to come off again so it's going to be okay <laughs> you've got to just believe now you mentioned to me that after this last show um you've been doing reverse dieting mm -hmm. is this the first show that you have implemented that technique it is pretty much. I probably should have done it at all of my other ones, but I didn't. Um, after the the one, well, these last two were back to back, so I never really reversed out of my first one. I just stuck to my diet. Um, so my two shows in August, kind of just one, one right after the other. Um, but last year I didn't reverse out, and I put on way, way too much weight, way more than what I was comfortable with. 
So it kind of knocked me back a little bit for my spring shows, but um, this is the first time that I've actually done a true reverse diet, and it's actually helped me out a ton. So um, that's something that I'll be continuing with throughout my the rest of my competing years. And for our listeners who don't know what reverse dieting is, first, we will actually bring on um, a reverse dieting expert um, at some point in the future to go uh, do a deep dive into what it is and how you should implement it. But basically what reverse dieting is, is exactly what it sounds like. You know, when you go into a show prep or really anything, uh, and you're talking about losing, you know, body fat, uh, you, it's a, it's an incremental change in your caloric intake to, that adjusts as your body weight continues to drop. Whereas reverse dieting is implemented very incrementally increasing and adding things back into your diet to where you don't immediately swell up because as you go through the prep phase, um, you know, you're, you're dropping calories, dropping calories, dropping calories. And it's not this, you know, 500 calories a day drop over the next day, but it's this slow usually a slow decline it should be right. if you try and go too fast it's kind of like trying to land a plane you don't want to yeah. go nose down yeah but it's it's just basically mirror imaging it afterwards and you slowly start increasing it back as opposed to saying well you know my normal weight is this and i, I normally have this many calories and i know it's about 600 calories more than i'm eating right now but hey that's where i'm going to be anyway so you just start putting it back on and it all comes back in the form of body fat as opposed to maintaining a lean muscular mass and even potentially adding some on in that process how have you felt this time around doing reverse dieting compared to your other competitions that you didn't well to be honest with you whenever my previous competitions and stuff i had just started eating you know you see all the pictures and stuff online of the pizzas and the cheeseburgers and stuff all of that is fine and well for one or two days post show i just continued i continued with it for months and i was like oh it's gonna be bad um, but my stomach, I could not handle it. I was just nauseous. My energy levels had dropped, and I was just really sluggish and, and what not. So this time, I've had so much more energy. Um, I'm able to get into the gym and get in and go, get my workouts done, um, do what I need to do, and still um, still tackle all the kids' stuff, too. So I've had a lot more energy. I'm able to still maintain some of the lean look. Um, of course, it's not all going to be there, especially not like show day, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely helped me out a ton as far as energy level goes. Well, you start to soften out some of your, you know, definition, as you said, because you are putting on a little bit of body fat, but it's not like yeah. you're the stay puff marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. So <laughs> no, that's, that's very <laughs> Which... true. Very true. I've seen people do that. And that's what that is oh, a real yeah. thing is it, just like you said, when they go in and they have that pizza or that burger or whatever, and, that, and they're thinking, well, shoot, I'm, you know, I'm in the off season, right? Yeah. It's my last prep, you know, my last show for the year, and I'm not going to compete again for six months or seven months. And they just go, no holds barred, right. everything out yes. the window. Uh, yeah. It makes, it makes for, uh, you know, talk about body dysmorphia on hyperdrive, <laughs> you know, it put really that in does. play. Yeah. And the so, sodium and stuff like that, it messes with your joints. Like my, if I add sodium in back, well, back into my diet really fast, it'll give me like swollen ankles to the point where it cuts off the circulation in my feet. So I'm not able to get out and walk or get out and run or do my cardio that I need to do. So I'm not physically able to get out there and do the things that I need to do. So it, that makes a huge difference as well. 
I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, the reverse dieting, because again, like I said, we are going to bring that on at some point. And I know that not all of the mothers listening in to the, uh, to the podcast are, you know, planning on competing. I, I think the majority of our listeners are for the most part overall, just wanting better overall health, wanting to make sure that, you know, as they go through their pregnancy or they might have already come out of it and they weren't sure what to do, what can they start implementing now to make sure that they can have the best results and start feeling better? Um, and I would say from what I've learned and, and discovered, and you can, you know, agree with me or disagree with me on this, is that, you know, when you become pregnant, you're going now you're eating for two. So your calories tend to go up right? Because now you're eating for you and the baby, and then you no longer have a child inside of you. So you're not needing to necessarily eat as much, but now it becomes probably even more important than before of what you eat, because especially if you're breastfeeding, you know, the nutrients have to then go into that. And at the time of this recording, we haven't released the episode yet of our first interview for this series with, um, uh, Dr. Gasper, but by the time this episode airs, uh, we will have released that. And so, uh, for any of our listeners who haven't heard that, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that because there's a lot of very, very good information as it pertains to pre, during, and post-pregnancy nutrition and what should be going on in order to give both you and the child the best chance of health. Because, you know, as Dr. Gasper mentioned, the nutritional aspect um, has an effect as early as two generations before the the child is born. So great grandmother can affect grandchild. So um, big big deal there. Um, so Don, first off, I really want to say thank you for coming on the show. But before we we wrap everything up, I want to mention your Instagram page because you mentioned that your story is on there. And your Instagram handle is angels45810. Did I get that correct? You sure did. That's me. Okay, perfect. So I highly recommend our listeners, please, first and foremost, go follow Dawn on there. She posts a lot of wonderful content, um, a lot of inspirational content, but you can definitely go check out her story. Um, If you have any questions, I'm sure she'd be more than happy to uh, respond back. I know she was very responsive when I first reached out to her on our Instagram page. Um, And ever since then, it's been open conversation and communication. So I really want to say thank you to you, Dawn, because you were one of our early um, early responders and followers on Instagram and have really been kind of along the way, the whole, the whole way here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I'm absolutely excited to be able to reach out and, and help others. And that's, that's essentially what I've started all my social media for is to be able to help others. And if you are in the Midlothian, Virginia area, I'm assuming that's where the gym is at as well, yeah, correct? Is Midlothian, yep. Midlothian so, and Chesterfield. Not Midlothian, Texas. Midlothian, no. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you're in, in the area over there and you're looking for a personal trainer, um, hit Dawn up. She will definitely be happy to to work with you. I'm sure she is open for, for any and all clients at this point, correct? Absolutely. I'm just getting in and getting going. Okay, good. As long as they're at least of what, five years of age? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even my kids will come in there and, and go work out with us, so it'll be good. <laughs> good, good. 
Well, Don, I really appreciate it again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute blessing and and thank you really for your patience in getting this <laughs> to completion because like I said, I know it has been with with Dorian potentially running up on, on you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some equipment issues on our end, so your patience has been absolutely wonderful and I'm glad that we were able to get this put in place. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. To all of our listeners, I really appreciate y'all checking in, and we will catch y'all next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners, so if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at fitnesslounge_podcast for more updates, tips, and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at fitnesslounge3. We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at the Fitness Lounge.